Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Laura, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Um, (laughs) Our call-in number is 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. If you want to see more information about Laura, go to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. And we also have our new Pet Psychic Radio Facebook page, if you want to check us out there. And it's Pet Psychic Radio, right? That's right. Yeah, Pet so Psychic Radio on Facebook. On Facebook. So, yeah, check us out there. People post a lot of their pictures when you call in or when people are on chat and stuff like that. So you can post pictures and everyone can see what your pet looks like. And it's pretty convenient and easy to use. So check that out. And we also have the chat room open. Come in and chat with us, chat with the other um, listeners about what we're talking about here on the show. Um, So, Laura, I know you just told me Storm is in the the hospital. Yes, Storm. um, You know, I took him in last week for a checkup, and uh, his blood work showed that he had really elevated liver enzymes. Which he had before, but they got worse, and so they wanted to do an ultrasound. They did like an X-ray of his heart and everything, and that, and his lungs, because I was worried about him coughing. And yeah. that all looked good. Like he said mm. that he thought he had bronchitis, but now they want to do his liver to see if he's got like a tumor on his liver or something, which is like freaking me out, of course. But yeah, they um. I got Stormy all prepared. Like, actually, this morning I was writing this article. I write a weekly article, and I was writing it on, like, what animals think about money, you know, because sometimes the animals will say things like, like, my my dad, he shouldn't be taking out uh, all those people to dinner. Let them buy their own dinner, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, the animals will sometimes, like, talk about their people and the way they spend money. So I was asking my animals, you know, like, what did you think about money and the way I spend money and everything? And Stormy says, well, I think you spend too much money on us. I don't think I need an ultrasound. I feel fine. Why don't you just save your money and we don't even need to go to the doctor? <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's really sweet. I know. So they have to put him... So what they do is there's like this it's sort of, I call it like a hammock. I don't know really know what it is, but they flip him upside down in this foam. Mm-hmm. And so then he's on his back, and then they you know do the ultrasound while he's on his back, and the whole thing takes like a half an hour, which is like a long time, I think. Yeah. And um, but he's gonna be there for five hours by the time I pick him up. But they do that all. And so I was telling Stormy, you know, you're going to be flipped on your back. So I think he would maybe hurt his little back if he struggles. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him that he's going to go on his back and there's going to be somebody at his head and there's going to be somebody at his feet and then they're going to put this machine and they're going to look inside his belly. And he was a little bit nervous about it, but I told him, you know, he has all the knowledge about what's going to happen. So he has to tell all the other animals that are there because the specialist comes in to do the ultrasound. And so they just book like animals all day. Right. So I checked in with him like an hour ago and Storm was like, mom, I'm fine. And everyone's just hanging out on their back. (laughs) And I told them, you can see inside your liver. You can see inside your body at all your organs. Stay calm. <laughs> but it hadn't happened to him yet when I spoke to him. Oh, that's so funny. I love it. I love that he's like the little like ultrasound ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
And then he asked me before he went in there, are they going to have to stick me with a needle? You know, because he just got mm. his blood work done. I said, no, they're not going to stick you with a needle. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's, you know, what is good for our listeners to take from this is that when you have to take your uh, pets to the vet, it's good to explain what what to expect. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. Like like my doctor, he just like, he knows that I tell them as much detail as I can. So he was telling me as much detail as I can so I can tell a story. But I think it's really important to to find out what exactly is going to happen and then I mean I told Stormy maybe five times so step by step explain it to them about what's going to happen and picture it right yeah exactly yeah picture it in your head exactly what's going to happen and stay away from using negatives like don't worry because when you say don't worry they can feel that worry in your body and they can see that image of worry so you want to say be confident and be calm Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so amazing to me how many people like when I meet people in the vet's office or when I talk to clients that that they say they don't tell their animals that they're going to the vet like they're hiding the vet trip visit from their animals oh, right, and then right. they don't want to tell them like why they're there it's like that's gonna freak them out even more because they know you're hiding something and right. they know you're like driving to the vet like <laughs> you might as well just tell them everything. Right, it's so Yeah, he jumps out of the car, he wags his tail, he runs into the vest office, he says hello to everyone. You know, the more they know about what's going on, the less they fear it. Mhm. Yeah, that's totally true. Well, that's really good. That's a really good tip. I hope. Um, I hope they don't find anything on Storm. I hope God. he just. I hope he. It's just like he says, like, "Hey, mom, I just have a cough. No big deal," you know. I know. You know, the oddest thing is, too, is that Luca has high liver enzymes, and he is, like, a year and a half. So I think they're, like, exposed to something. I've been trying to figure out, like, my food, like, everything. I've been going through everything. Like, what what toxicity would go through their body like that? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if... Could the doctors help in any way to narrow no, that down? He's no, he has no idea. He thinks mm. it's weird Luca has it too, but his aren't. Luca's are not elevated as much. I see. And then yeah. little Fina, she all her teeth need to come out because her teeth are infected and her gums are exposed. Her nerves are exposed. Oh man! I know my sweet. What does that mean for her food? When and she, she has, like, a little bit of kidney issues, uh-huh. but that's, like, common for her age. Um, well, she hasn't been eating that much. That's why I took her in, and I thought she had one infected tooth, but I didn't know that they were, like, all bad. So once she gets them removed, she can, she, she just, I guess they don't really use their teeth to eat, eat. they just lick their food? Yeah, well, Serafina, she's not really, she eats raw meat, so that doesn't take a lot of chewing. And, oh, okay. Uh, Serafina, honey, what do you, Serafina, what do you think, Serafina, about you eating? What do you think about when you get all your teeth taken out and stuff? Rather have them taken out than them hurting. Right. But I don't want to go get put under. You're going to be fine, Serafina. You'll be okay. You'll just take a nap. Take a nap, and then wait. Then they wake up like all like this is important to tell them too when they're getting anesthesia that they wake up like freaking out because it makes them kind of like see like cartoonish, like everything looks kind of like a cartoon, and uh, the lights are really bright. So like the lights of like machines, like Mm -hmm. and they put them in those aluminum cages, and so. You know, like, the lights reflect off the aluminum cages. It's, like, really trippy for them. Right, so, so usually, they're just tripping out. Yeah, so usually at a vet's office, the the vet techs will hold the animals as they wake up from anesthesia so they don't, fr- flip, uh, like, freak out. So I always mm. tell them they're going in for anesthesia. Yeah. You're going to wake up with a headache, and you're yeah. going to wake up, and everything's going to look really weird and just yeah. know that everything will go back to normal. Right, right, right. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. 
that's good for both animals and humans because I know like when, you know, you wake up at a hospital or something like that or, you know, you had to have surgery, it's always weird when you wake up. So it's kind of like the same thing. Oh, did you have to ever do that? Yeah, I have. Yeah? And you yeah. felt like weird? Did you see yeah. strange? I was just dizzy. I think it was when I got my, like, molars pulled out. I had to go under at that time. Yes, yes, I did that too. Yeah, I think, I think nowadays you don't have to, but back then you did or something. I don't yeah, know. knock me out. I'd rather be knocked out than know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the holistic approach when they're cutting things out of my mouth. <laughs> You're like, forget that stuff. You don't have, like, some sort of um, homeopathic, like, <laughs> yeah, no, put on there. You the hardcore stuff, and I'll detox later. <laughs> um, let's get to some phone calls. So, for our listeners, if you're calling in, we're going to probably, if we haven't screened your call, um, we'll be calling out your last four digits of your telephone number. So we will be going to 0114 next. And, um, you know, what you want to do is go right into which pet we're talking to. Are they dead or alive? What's their name? What do they look like? So just go right ahead into that. 0114, you're on. Who's your pet? You're on. <laughs> Hello. Hello? Hi, who's your pet? <laughs> Hi, Um. Well, I have two. It's Dan Dan and Lucky. Okay, so pick one to talk to. Uh, well, I kind of want to ask them uh, both because they both are in the backyard, and my neighbors recently called the cops on them because they said that they were barking too loud, but in reality, that neighbor was drunk, and it was um, he was drunk in the morning because I went to talk to him, and he said that the gardeners were waking him up, they're I live behind a church, the church people, the daycare, every single noise was bothering him. So what I want to know is, do they do anything to antagonize my dogs, or are my dogs really barking, or is he just annoyed? Okay, so does the neighbor start trouble with your dogs? Have you seen him starting trouble with your dogs or heard him? Yes, twice. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm, okay. but he didn't know I was home. Oh, okay, what did he do? Well, one time I heard him on his balcony saying, here, puppy, here, puppy, come. And my dogs don't know him, so they were, like, alert barking. So then I was like, oh. I was like, come on, guys, let's go inside. And then another time um, I was I'm getting boxes from my car to my house, and I didn't want to keep opening the door and shutting it, so I put them in the backyard. But they were barking because they knew I was home. And then all of a sudden I heard the officer's neighbor yell, lucky. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like, oh. And that's, Luck, that's Lucky's name, right? Your dog's yeah. name? Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because part of it sounds, I mean, I wasn't there, but part of it sounds like he's trying to get to know them so that he can tell them to stop barking. Mm-hmm. Um, have you tried introducing them so that they don't bark at him? No. You might want to try that, too. I mean, I know he doesn't sound like the safest neighbor, but it's better to have the dog sort of civil with him than to start sort of like a feud with him. Right, right. Because because you don't want a bad neighbor that doesn't like your dog because all sorts of terrible things happen when that happens. So, it's actually not him. He's okay. He's the owner. It's his roommate that has a problem. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so what do your dogs look like? They are both um, German Shepherds. They are... 13, 14 months, and I actually got Dan Dan from, um, I actually volunteered at the German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. Oh, So I cool. remember last week Maria called in, so I was like, oh, that's why I'm calling in today. Yeah, they are such a great organization. I'm mm-hmm. going to get a shepherd from them one day. Great. So, So um, what are they Are they sable colored? Are they black? What color are they? Uh, They are bicolor, so they're mostly black on top and then uh, tan on the bottom, the belly area. And they're boy and a girl? Both boys. Both boys. Okay. Okay, so we're going to ask that we're going to first ask, I mean, they're doing their job. So we're going to say, thank you for doing your job. But we, we, you need to figure out what are normal noises around the neighborhood and what aren't. And the neighbors are having a hard time with you barking. So can you please be quiet? And what's going on with the neighbors? Okay, hold on. Sometimes the neighbor tries to get us to look up at him. From the window? 
Yeah, she says sometimes he throws something at us. It's like a biscuit. I'm not scared of him. Which one, the owner or the roommate? Um, what what do they look like? One the an owner. older man, the uh the owner has um blondish hair. Always has a smile on his face and then and then the roommate, his name is Mike and he's bigger as in like 6-4, stockier. Okay. Younger. Okay. The older guy. The older guy is the one who throws the biscuit. Yeah, he's the one that talks to us. Like nicely? No, yeah, he's not a mean man. Okay, because he's not. It's the roommate that is mean. <laughs> Sometimes he even fights with the other one. The roommate? Yeah. Sometimes and the owner fight? Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay. But I have to tell you, I'm always going to bark at him. The Which one? Because he's strange. They're always going to bark at their roommate because he's strange. Mm-hmm. He is. <laughs> I don't know how to stop myself. From barking? One of those things I'm just supposed to do. Uh, so what do I tell him? Because um, he's a German shepherd. I mean, he's to some extent they're doing his job. Right, and then they only alert bark. It's not like they're yapping away at odd it's hours. Like can, yeah, it's not like they continue barking. Exactly. They only bark. And the roommate also complained to me that I hear him growling all the time. Well, it's like, then I told him, yes, they're puppies. They are playing with each other like at noon. And because he works at night, so I guess he sleeps during the day, but that's not my problem. Oh, they're playing. And what does the owner say? Does he not have a problem? The the problem with the owner is he's afraid that the roommate will move out. The owner is the one who told us that the roommate complains about the church noise, the, the daycare, oh, okay, noise, everything. Get another room. Okay, hold on. I like to play. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop playing. Right. So now I leave the door to the house open so they can come in and out so um, they don't, like, if they play, at least they'll play inside. Could you please tell them, stop destroying stuff inside the house. No more biting my DVDs, my furniture, anything, like all that. I, okay, so chew only your toys. Do they have a toy basket? They sure do. Good. So they, so you can they sure tell you where it's at? Yeah, no, you can just, they'll know where their toy basket is. So just tell them that they can only chew within their toy basket. There are people thing and dog things, and you can only chew within your toy basket. Right. I love my toy basket. Now, who's who's talking to me? Lucky? It has a lot of great things in there. To be honest with you, I can't tell which is which. They just come so quickly. Um, I'm not sure which is which, which one's talking. Oh, okay. But you're both sort of jumping in. Okay, great. And I leave the TV on to Animal Planet for them, too. <laughs> yeah, there's one that's definitely more bold than the other one. Like, he's kind of, he, he like, talks faster. Do you know which one that would be? Yeah, probably Lucky. Yeah, <laughs> probably the one that's talking the most. Mm. Well, thanks for calling in, and I think you should still get him to meet the roommate. Okay. Get them both to meet the roommate. One more thing, can you tell him to stop eating poop? Oh, that's gross. Usually diet, so you should add a supplement to their food, too. Mm-hmm. Or feed them more if they're still growing. Right. I feed them twice a day with fish oils, and they still sometimes eat their poop. Yeah. Poop is Maybe ask, you should ask uh, your doctor and get blood work done and make sure they're not missing anything. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And also, you know what? Um, uh, you can. I've also heard that if you... Give feed them pineapple, their poop will t- not taste well. So then they won't eat their poop anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so they're doing good, like inside the house. You, you, yeah, um, they're doing good. We've got to go to the next caller. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, except Ventura, <laughs> when we said Ventura that pineapple, he still ate his poop. Oh, yeah, Ventura. But Ventura ate everything. I know. Ventura, for our listeners who have uh, who are new to the show, I had a Dalmatian for 14 years named Ventura who just ate absolutely everything. Like, he would eat dry rice from the cupboard or, like, <laughs> like pastry flour. I mean, 
it's just he was uh, like anything that was like partially edible, he would just eat it. It was really gross. He was like, "Ooh, my poop tastes like pineapple." Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's such a weirdo. <laughs> We're going to our next caller, um, which I think I just lost. So Uh-oh. I'm not sure who we're calling, who we're talking to next. So nine zero two one, you're up. <clears throat> Hello, hi nine zero two one. So I have a Chow, and her name is Song Shi Quan. And she, um, I rescued her about a week and a half ago, uh, not from a rescue, but from a home where she was being neglected. And um, <clears throat> so my question is, she she hasn't been brushed since, like, December of 2010. And I've been oh working on trying to shave <laughs> her a little, you know, I mean, really she needs to be shaved all the way because... She has, like, gravel way down deep in her fur and stuff. And um, so my question for Song Shi Kwan is, would she rather me do it because she fusses a little bit, or would she rather me take her to the groomer and leave her there and just have somebody else do it for her? Um, Okay. Yeah. We can answer that. And I see you posted her picture on my Facebook page. She's cute. I did. Yeah, she recently had to get um she had to get her entropion eye surgery and oh. she also I got her spade as well. Oh good. Well she has a beautiful smile even with the cone on her head. <laughs> I know. She's in such great spirits considering everything. I mean I brought her here uh one week later I took her to the vet and you know, uh well I actually took her to the vet the day I got her for her shots, but she'd never had any. But, um, yeah, and then I took her for her surgery, and her eyes were just so bad. I didn't want to put it off. And she was in heat, so I didn't want to put that off any longer either. But she's just been so great about everything. Oh, Yeah, she's just so wonderful. Okay, let's talk to her. Hold on, let me get her. I want to say I love my new mom. (laughs) She is really extraordinary. Every time I move, she says, are you okay? (laughs) I'm really, really loved. I didn't know I could be this loved. Sometimes she says to me, how do your eyes feel? And I say, they feel great. They really don't sting or burn anymore. They cut my stomach open. Sometimes that hurts me when I walk. They cut my stomach open so I don't have babies. I don't want babies. Can you tell my mom I love the way she takes care of me? Okay, let me tell her about about her fur, her coat that she needs to get shaved, and what does she think about that? Okay. She can shave me one line at a time. Just do one line and then let me be. I don't want to sit for a long time. I don't want to go to the groomer. I want my mom to do it. Because she always notices if I'm hurting or not. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> um, do you have like a really good groomer? I mean, that you feel comfortable with and that that could work with her or do you Um, I don't know any groomers. Where I mean, do you I would, Where I do you live? Ex- I live in Exeter, California. Oh, I don't know where that is. It's um it's by Visalia. It's kind of in between Fresno and Bakersfield. Oh, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'd rather my mom. That's good. You know, whenever you go to a groomer, you have to try and find, like, the best groomer. And um, it's really interesting. I've got a really good friend, uh, Tina, at Aloha Dog Grooming. 
that is like this amazing groomer. And she says, when you work with an animal, you have to think about how to work with the animal so that it gets better in the future. And she says, yeah. so many groomers work so that they just get it done. And then yeah. the animal dreads going to the groomer the next time. But with Tina, she takes it really slow, and she wants every experience to be a good one. So whenever you go to a groomer, you have to find one that works like Tina does. Yeah. Yeah, well, keep us posted. Let us know how she does with you shaving her. <laughs> okay, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna invest in some really, really, really good clippers. Clippers, yeah. <laughs> or you could find a groomer that you could sit with and do it with you. You know. Yeah. Okay, keep us posted. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay, thanks for rescuing her. Uh, we got Paige up next. Paige from Georgia. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm calling about my dog, Buddha, and he is a boxer mix. He'll be five this summer. You know, he's kind of a, a reddish color, and he's got two socks on the front feet, and his toes are white on the back feet. Um, he's um, His face is wider than a regular boxer because I don't know what he's mixed with, but... Um, so he's, you can tell he's got the boxer in him, but he doesn't have that traditional face right away. But what I want to know is um, why does he hate every other dog? Oh, he does? <laughs> oh, he's, well, or he's afraid of them, but it's something that he loves my other dog and he loves my dad's dog, but he is not, he, I can't trust him around any other dog. What does he do? Um, well, to start with, he'll try to not look at them, but then it's like he just can't take it anymore, and he attacks. Ooh. And when he attacks, does he bite? So I, I don't want to say he bites all of the time. I think part of the time he just scares the other dog, but um, mm -hmm. he has bitten my mom. She's got a little chihuahua, and he has gotten hold of him. Ooh, has he broken the skin and shook him and everything? He's not shaken him. He's not picked him up and tossed him, but he did, yeah. you know, put a scratch on him and another dog that I had. Oh, okay. Okay. So the first thing that's a really good sign, I just want you to know this, is like how you say that he tries to look away at first. Mm -hmm. That is so awesome, and you should raise him when he does that and like stick roast beef in his mouth or something <laughs> because right the look away is that calming signal do you remember those the the uh, mm -hmm. blinking of the eyes looking and looking away sitting down lying down licking the mouth yawning that's what we want to see them do around other dogs so when mm -hmm. he tries to look away i want you to take that and like like actually walk him away like, get him out of the situation immediately. Like, teach him to retreat. Okay. Okay, but let's ask him why he doesn't like other dogs. What's his name again? Buddha. Buddha. Buddha? Yes. Oh, cute. Well, yeah, he's um he has not reached enlightenment yet, but he's on his way. <laughs> I don't know if any of us have, but we're all on our way. Yep. So sometimes they can reach enlightenment in a split second, so we never judge where yep. they are in the past. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me uh, let me get them. Okay. I want to say I want lots more food. <laughs> okay. I love a lot of food I can put my whole face into. Is that true? Does he like Does he like food? He likes his food. Yeah, he's not. He's not underweight, but I can understand that he would like to eat more. <laughs> I think you heard me say give him roast beef. <laughs> yes, he's sitting right here with me. The other thing I want to say, Mom, is that I don't want to be around other dogs. Dogs make okay. me nervous. Is there a reason they make him nervous? They make me nervous because they make me feel uncomfortable in my body. Let me ask them why. And 
every time I see them, I get sick to my stomach. Oh. It's like they hurt my feelings. I'm going to ask him if there's anything in his past that makes them not like dogs. Like, why does he feel so uncomfortable around other dogs? I feel like I was stepped on a lot. Sometimes when I see dogs, I just see paws stepping on me. How how old was he when you got him? He was about 10 weeks or 12 weeks, but I think I was his third home at that point. And... Um, so I don't know if anything happened to him before then. I did have a number of dogs in my house when I first got him. Mm -hmm. And they probably could have stepped on him a little bit. Um, Oh, yeah, because I keep seeing, he keeps looking like dogs keep stepping on him. And, like, that memory freaks him out. I don't see anyone, like, being aggressive towards him. It's just like he's getting tumbled a lot and stepped on. Okay. I can um, I can understand that. Yeah, though what he's doing is overkill. He doesn't need to do that. So we need to teach him to retreat and to use those calming signals, licking, yawning, blinking his eyes, looking and looking away. And mm-hmm. once he can do those himself, then he can start recognizing them in other dogs too, and he needs to start realizing that that those dogs do not really pose a threat to him. Okay. He says, I kind of know that deep inside. Okay. I just get all weird in my body. The other good thing about that is that he has the awareness that something's going on in his body. Like, he has the awareness that he's getting anxiety. Like, some of them don't have that awareness at all. So, Mm -hmm. like, another thing that you could do is, like, when you're around another dog, like I said, when he turns and looks away, praise him for that. Like, really praise him. And let him know that that was the right decision. And then you can stroke him from the top of his head to his tail, like long, slow stroking him, just to give him a different feel of his body. Because, you know, he said he had anxiety in his body. So if you, like, stroke him, then that can help bring him back to his body in a nicer way. Um, Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure that you stroke him slowly, like, Sometimes people will try uh, will try and, like, rile them up or get them to play and kind of, like, move their hands really fast. And mm-hmm. what happens when you move your hands really fast on another dog, on a dog, one, it agitates them or it riles them up, and it gets them not to be able to focus as well. You want to make sure they're long, steady strokes. And then also right. stroking ears will help, too, because the ears have over 50, 500 acupressure points in them. So when you stroke the ears, it calms them down, and it can help with digestion. It can bring a dog out of colic or shock. So, Okay. Yeah, so do that, and then let us know how he does. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, well, Paige. thank you for coming in. Cool. So we're going to move right along to one more caller probably. I'm not sure you might be able to fit two. Um, but real quick, I just wanted to go to our chat room. We have um, a lot of people asking questions. We have uh, Lavender who asks about um, the dog. Um, there's a pit bull and a German shepherd. So Tomas is the pit bull, and uh, they posted a picture in Facebook. Uh, honey golden color, and Gala is the German shepherd, a bit smaller. Um, Tomas was hurt and starving when I found him. I had to leave him at the vet because uh, that same day Gala had surgery. Now he's at my house, very loving, but also very needy. Um, she, they're trying to get him a good home. A uh, question about it was uh, not to ever hurt. Gala. So I guess the the um the pit bull is hurting the German shepherd. Is that right, Lavender? So the So I is think it? that's um I don't know yet. They haven't responded, but I think that's the I think that's what the question was. The one question uh pit bull, the honey golden color pit bull, Tomas is Maybe um, hurting Gall of the German Shepherd. No. Okay. okay. No, that's not it. 
Oh, yeah, she yeah, she is. I see her on Facebook now. She says, I just rescued this little guy, and I could really use some heart-to-heart with him. People keep saying he'll eat my gala, and she just had surgery and is too sweet to even defend herself. The problem is I'm in Mexico City and not sure I can dial. Is there another option? Well, we can talk now. Okay. okay. Oh, so, people would, they're saying people say he would or that he could because I guess because he, he's a pit bull is, is I think that's what they're they're saying. Oh yeah. Well let's see if if uh okay, let's talk to him. So he has this beautiful red red and white pity. He's cute. Okay, let me get him. I'm pretty friendly. But every now and then I feel fierce. But I don't feel fierce like I could hurt someone. I feel fierce like I could wrestle strong. I'm a really good wrestler. I want to play. I'm not really a hater. Mm. Huh. I wonder though if she did she say anything on the chat room as if that has he showed any aggression? No, no, he hasn't. It's saying it's that people are saying that he would or that he could and it's kind of a prejudice. So she's just Oh, I don't in. think he I don't think he could. Though I will say this little disclaimer when I talk to some of the dogs is that um sometimes the really aggressive dogs sometimes it's almost like something snaps in them. And they become sort of something, someone else. And, like, my wolf hybrid used to do it when she would get aggressive. Like, she would get aggressive, and then once she would calm down, she'd be like, what? Did I do that? Like, she almost didn't have a recollection of it. Um, I don't think that is the case with this little guy. Like, I think he's really, like, likes to wrestle and likes mm-hmm. to play and is not aggressive. But... Sometimes if they talk to me and they say they're not aggressive, I think it's really important that whenever you um, socialize an animal for for the first time with another animal, that you are you watch their body language mm-hmm. and um, you do it with two people, so to just make sure everyone's safe. And what she can do with these two dogs is take them for a walk together, both of them on leash, and watch their body language and you want to see them looking at each other and then looking away and you want them to sniff each other's hind end and lick and yawn and lower their heads and do all those signals with them. When they start to close their eyes and stare and their body getting stiff, then you have to kind of be a little bit more observant and pull them away. Don't let them, don't let them um, interact when they're like staring and their mouth closing and their body getting stiff. The other really important thing is when you're greeting two dogs together on leash, mm-hmm. people are so worried that the leashes are going to get tangled. So they, like, tighten their leashes and they force the dogs to greet eye to eye. That is the worst way you can make an animal greet each other. Because if you force them to greet eye to eye, that's where aggression stems from. And you're going to – they could start a fight where – Normally they wouldn't. So you want to make sure your leashes are slack and you let them greet nose to rear. Mm-hmm. Great. So Lavender, let us know um, what happens. And, you know, I think um, like there's people who are saying in the chat room, it's poor uh, pity stigma, you know, like pit bull stigma. And I think that's true. A lot of people think that, you know, pit bulls um, do have that, that uh, negative stigma and all that stuff. So yeah, so true. Pitties can be so sweet. They yes, so sweet. And even in the dog books, they show them good with kids. Yeah, true. This so, one sounds like he's nice. Yeah, so don't worry. Just you know, make sure you socialize well and all that stuff. And it should sounds like it would be fine, right? Sounds like yeah, but she also wrote here in the chat room with other males. Yes, so I don't know what that means. Oh, I think that he, hmm. he's maybe a little aggressive, aggressive with other males. He, he might not have been neutered. He might have been neutered late. Doesn't yeah. mean he learned to be good with other other males. And who knows what yeah. his past was like? It's just time. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so real quick, let's go to one more caller before we get to our okay. guest here. Um, Kashera um, uh, has called in before about Milo the Yorkie, and they're on again. So, hey, Kashera. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good, good. Um, yeah, Milo, I called him before. Um, I had adopted Milo last year in July, and um, he has seizures and stuff. And he hasn't had one since December since he's been on his medication, which is really great. And the last time I talked to him, talk to you about him he was peeing on my floor and he wouldn't use a potty pad because he kept saying he was slipping so we i guess we came to an arrangement he's not using the potty pad but he is letting me know that he's going outside he needs to go outside so it's great he's not peeing on my oh, floor how good is that? <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah yeah my, mind you it's like every hour so and i live in a condo so there's a lot of going up and down the stairs but he's not peeing <laughs> on my floor so <laughs> so that's good um, yeah <laughs> Exactly. So I just want to find out how he's adjusting, you know, since he's been here living with us. Okay. Should we, we have another him Yorkie. Should we tell him something? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I always do. Yeah, I always do. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And what's his name again? Milo, right? Milo, yes. Okay. Well, I got to say, I'm doing great. When my mom talks to me, she's much clearer now. She thinks a lot about what she's saying, and I really enjoy that. Do you feel like that's true? Do you feel like you do think a little bit more about how you phrase things to him? Yes, yes. He he seems more attentive now. Yeah, he's listening. He he seems like he's listening. (laughs) Oh, that's so deep. That's so deep. (laughs) I want to tell my mom I like licky stuff off her finger. You know what that is? Licking stuff off my fingers? It must be the peanut yeah. butter. If I <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it must be the peanut butter. <laughs> and I like snuggle time on bed. Yeah. He's gotten a lot more confident, so. <laughs> yeah, he says his body is feeling better and, like, he feels more flexible in his hips and thighs. Have you been massaging there? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I've been learning that, that Tellington touch, so, yeah, I've been doing oh, that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Tellington touch is phenomenal. That's really good mm-hmm. that you're doing that. It's great stuff. Good. He says he has a magic mom. <laughs> so he's getting along with EJ, my other Yorkie. Yeah, he, he told says him. when you sleep, you dream of really nice things. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I get along with, well with the other Yorkie. Okay, good, good. The other Yorkie is smart and teaches me things. Is that true? I hope so. I've been asking. I talked to him and asked him to teach him, to show him, because he seems really interested in him. He follows him around, you know, and they oh. seem like they're getting along a lot better now, you know, because I know the other Yorkie said that he smelled funny. So oh, <laughs> I, they right. seem and to be getting along. And now it's probably from the seizures. And now that the seizures yeah. are going away, he probably doesn't smell as funny. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's close. Being, Yeah, getting closer, you know, he can sit next to him, you know. <laughs> he's not, not, yeah, he, I think before I told you he was, wasn't letting him go down the hallway first. He would, like, stop him. But now they seem to be on the same page, so. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, he says that they're, he's teaching him. So that's really wonderful. Good job. Yeah. Good okay, job. good, good. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. My, I thought so, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I think it's great that you're talking to them and they're understanding you and they're really trying to work with you. I think that's really wonderful. Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank, yeah. thank you so thanks much. For, yeah, thanks for calling in. Thank right, you. Thanks. That's, that's a good cool. update. I, I know. know. How exciting. I love it when we get, you know, good updates and um, why don't you, I know that, um, you guys were just talking about the Tellington touch. I, maybe a lot of our listeners don't know what that is. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So the Tellington touch is a massage for lack of a better word. And, uh, what it is, is it's like a, it's like circular massage and it moves just the skin, um, in the body. So like, 
it's hard to explain without showing it, but you would place your fingers on or any part of your hand on an animal's body, and then you trace a circle from 6 o'clock, or you actually push the skin from, like, if you picture a clock, you put, bring it down to 6 o'clock and then make a complete circle to 6 o'clock again and then to 9. So mm-hmm. it's a circle and a quarter. And it's really neat. It helps. It helps uh, balance a dog's body or an animal's body. It helps bring awareness to the animal's body. It actually speeds up the healing process of wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they've connected the dogs to um, these these machines, and uh, they've been able to tell that the body actually heals faster if you do the Tellington Touch, which is a circle and a quarter, rather mm-hmm. than just doing a circle or doing many circles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really – and the Tellington Touch is also about connecting the dog or the animal's body. So you want to go from the top of the head and then make these little circles all the way down to the tail. You could do them around the tail. You can do them all around the ears or even down the legs. Mhm. And uh the Tellington touch also has a method to build an animal's confidence. And you can do that with the like it with obstacles, like an agility course. Yeah. You bring the dogs up on the obstacle course and it teaches them like where their body is and to really pay attention to their handler and how to focus on their body and so it's really it's it's really neat um way of training. It's a neat philosophy. That's cool. And you did, you learned that. Yeah, right? I'm actually yeah. a telling touch practitioner. I haven't practiced in a really long time. But I will say that I never, ever lay a hand, lay my hands on an animal without doing the T-touch. It's just uh, a part of who I am. Every single mm-hmm. time I touch an animal, I'm doing the touches. That's really cool. And is that something you can go and you learn it um, from yeah, the teacher? Yeah, you can take workshops and she has books. It's T-touch.com. Cool. That's awesome. Um, I'm looking for our special guest today from allforloveanimalrescue.org, and I don't see them here, which could possibly be another weird technical difficulty. So um, before we get to them, or if I hopefully find them, um, I just wanted to talk about the Olympic Dog Cathalon that's happening, I believe, next week on April 28th. And um, this is uh, something that's going on in the Los Angeles area. So if you're in this area, I'm in Los Angeles, so I'm saying this. But um, Laura's not. Laura, you're in – where are you today? I don't even know. (laughs) I'm in Ojai today. You're in Ojai today. We're all over the world. I know. I just got back from Hawaii yesterday, so, you know, I'm all over the world, too. Um, You're literally all over the world. I know, I know. So if you're in the Southern California area, come down to the Olympic Dog Cathalon. Registration is at 10 a.m. They're going to have costume contest, a walk. Uh, Let's see, some highlights are uh, dog costume contest with prizes. Have your photo taken with the American Humane Association's hero dog, Ricochet. On a surfboard, <laughs> uh, there'll be a ra- live radio show from 92.3 FM, dog and owner lookalike contest. There's, like, a lot of f- fun stuff. Aromatherapy will offer um, pot- podicures. I don't know what that is, but sounds like, I don't know, are they going to paint dog's nails, which is kind oh of weird. Oh, my God, they might. <laughs> How fun would that be? I know. Um, the LAPD canine unit will that, be there. You know? Like they some do? of them, yeah, some of them have asked for like nail polish and like especially the ones that have like moms that are really girly girls, yeah, you know, like and are like oh, and there was this one dog that um its person would have the nail stylist come to the house and she would always get like glitter on her nails and it was like mm-hmm. she would have so much fun with the nail stylist. <laughs> the dog was like, I want that done to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's really funny. (laughs) That's awesome. I didn't realize that. I guess, yeah, of course, if they are, like, get influenced by their, you know, parents. Yeah, and they see how fun it is. Yeah. There's going to be also um, food trucks and uh, prizes, drawings, lots of stuff. 
there's going to be a guide eye dog and lots of lots of fun stuff. Okay, so this is going to be located at the Warner Center Park, um, which is in Woodland Hills, um, 5800 Topanga Canyon on April 28th. So come on down. It starts at 10 a.m. The walk begins at 11. Check it out. There's going to be vendors. If you are a vendor and you want a booth, um, go and check it out. So it's ndfy.org. And uh, go. it's for the New Direction for Youth organization. So That's go and great. check it out. And uh, it should be fun. I hope I can make it. It sounds like it would be a good time and it's kind of near my house. So I will try and make it down there. Um, our special guest today could be here, could not be here. I honestly don't see her here, but um, it's allforloveanimalrescue.org. Um, so go check out their website. It's allforloveanimalrescue.org. Hopefully we'll have them on um, next week or the week after. Uh, what do you yeah. think, Laura? I don't know. Yeah, how to- I don't know. I, I'm, I was pretty sure they were going to be here, so I don't know why they're not. That's too bad. Yeah, because I think that I think that they they could be. You know, last week we had all these technical difficulties with the phone lines, so I don't know if that same thing is happening now. Um, so and their phone line is just not showing up. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not seeing it. So, so I wonder if we should talk to their pets that they 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 sent yeah. me the photo of. Sure, let's. Do that. Will you tell us about their pets? Yeah. So she said it's Lissell. Is that how you say it? It's L I S E L L E. Yeah, Lissell. Lissell. Yeah. Lissell was found as a stray and brought into the shelter, pregnant and malnourished. When no one claimed her and she was set to be euthanized, I pulled her. I pulled her out of the shelter and got her to a vet where she was taken care of and had seven beautiful babies. My son and I fell in love with her, and we were touched by how gentle she was and how trusting she was with us. She let us hold her babies and was also so sweet and affectionate with us. We were blessed to find a, find a wonderful foster for her and her puppies. And now, after all of her babies have been adopted, she is waiting for her forever home. She is super sweet, affectionate, and very gentle soul. More than anything, I would like to find her a loving home so she deserves in this world. Oh, she's really adorable. I can't really tell exactly what she is, but she almost looks like hmm, like a white lab almost with uh, some brown on her. Mm-hmm. She's really cute. And like a little white mask on her face with a little bit of brown. I don't know what her little mix is. She's yeah. Um, and their questions are, did you ever have a family or did? and how did you end up at the shelter? What kind of home would you like? Mm-hmm. Would you like to have any some doggy brothers and sisters? Okay, let me get her. Do you like to be cuddled and babied? Take <laughs> <laughs> those questions. Okay, let me get her. I wonder where my babies went to. Are they all in good homes? Why didn't one of the owners take me? Didn't one of them want me? That's interesting. Maybe one of the owners of the one of the puppies mm-hmm. might have thought about taking her. Right. I had a nice family once. They hugged me a lot and pet me a lot. But I got out and ran away. I got lost. I couldn't find my way back. And then a nice woman picked me up. And then I was with her for a long time. And then she couldn't keep me. So she took me to the shelter. Oh. I would love to have some brothers and sisters, but not so many dogs that we can't be taken care of. I want to be taken care of. It looks like that there might have been so many dogs at her old at her first home that it was mm-hmm. hard to give them each attention. You mm-hmm. know, they were like all running around. Right. 
I do like a lot of loving until it gets to be too much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have stomach pain on my side. I don't like that hugged a lot. I would love a nice home. I'd like it if a kid could play with me. I like older kids to play with. Oh, it's so sweet. So does uh, she want a fam- like a family? Maybe? Yeah, she wants like a family, like oh. a someone with a child to play with her. Great. I know. So this is a great dog. It sounds like a great dog for a family. You can find out more about um, the dog at allforloveanimalrescue.org. That's allforloveanimalrescue.org. And um, it's really unfortunate we couldn't have uh, Maripet with us because um, we could have had more information about the dog and um, find out more about her. It's a her, right? Yes, okay, it hurts. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, am I get the tender? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Of course, duh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So go to that website, allforloveanimalrescue.org. We're also going to have more information about the rescue on Laura's website, thepetpsychic.com, and you can go there and find out all about Laura, all about her services, um, our radio show, anything, her blog, the blog is awesome because I love all the stories on there and um, there's lots of um, tips and things like that too. So check it out at thepetpsychic.com. We have our Facebook page that's at Facebook and our name is Pet Psychic Radio. So check us out there as well. Now, we generally have been writing out of time for words of wisdom lately and I guess we have time today. So who should we talk to? Well, um, do you think we should ask Stormy how it went at the doctor? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's find out. Let me get Stormy how it went with the ultrasound. I can hear the show, he says. And I want to tell you that guest is on the line. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I can't find them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I honestly have to apologize to Maripat and All for Love Animal Rescue. I can't see you. I got flipped upside down and it was a little scary. Mm-hmm. But I was really well behaved. And they were like, look at that big belly. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they were saying, look at that big belly and not look at that big tumor. Oh, Stormy. Mom, I think I'm okay. I don't think you need to worry. I don't think they were particularly worried. Oh, well, that's good news. Yeah, good. Mom, I'm going to be good. Well, that's good. Should we ask Aloha how she's doing? Because your mom, cause, um, cause you said before that you thought she was sad. Yeah, she's been sitting on my lap the whole show here. Oh, okay. Because uh, for our listeners, you know, my, my mom's been sick, and Aloha is my poodle that was my mother's dog, and now I'm taking care of her since my mom is sick and hospitalized in Japan. So she's been living with me, and um, I'm so happy to have her. Um, and she, we're at my mom's house today, and she hasn't been here since she's left. So it's her first time back here. She said that she's really worried about your mom because she feels like your mom is drifting. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's not in her body. Yeah, that's probably true. I feel like she might go to heaven soon. Mm. If she goes to heaven, will I live with I? Yes. If we go, if she goes to heaven. We'll be sad, but she'll be happy. We'll be what? Sad, but she'll be happy. Oh, right. Aww. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we'll see what happens, you know. Does, do they have any um, words of wisdom? Laura said that she thinks the best words of wisdom is to believe that everyone is safe and happy in their heart. 
Yes. That's great words of wisdom. That's a great one, Aloha. Good job. That's awesome. So we're running out of time here. Check us out next week. Uh, Same time, same place. Come and join us on Facebook, Pet Psychic Radio. Come to thepetpsychic.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. She can talk to the animals.